What's going on, Internet? The Black Okai here, aka TBH. And to be honest, I'd like to welcome you guys back to the Game and Illuminati podcast. We are the Enlightened Gamers, and you're now tuned in to episode 128. If you're watching the video version of the show at youtube.com slash GI updates, know the show is available on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Amazon, and all other major podcast platforms. And of course, if you're listening to the audio, come on over and check out the video version at youtube.com slash GI updates. Also, be sure to rate the show five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We need your five star rating on Apple and Spotify to help us push up the algorithm uh, so we can bring in new potential, uh, potential, new potential listeners. God damn, I know how to talk uh, to help us uh, grow in the platforms. Uh, but let me introduce you guys to my co-host, the first of which still hasn't pressed Ace for his Elden Ring footage. This is a crime, if you ask me. We still don't know if he beat the game. I'm just saying, UTX, JG the Don, say what up to the people. Hey, hey, hey. I mean, I haven't been pressing the guy as much as you have because you're trying to push this agenda. I know what type of time that you're on. This man is playing Sekiro now, trying to deflect and divert <laughs> from the fact that he took 16 hours. I see the jig here. Uh-huh. Don't try to play me. You are still... <laughs> you, your trial has been completed already. Yeah. We already know you were clinically insane, all right? You got another case coming, so just wait on it, buddy. Wow, that's crazy. So you guys are cool with him not releasing a record review and he doesn't have to show what he that's crazy man that's crazy he doesn't have to show the Elden Ring footage oh yeah I beat Elden Ring by the way haters anyways uh my second co-host has time to mod Star Wars games but then he cries about having to download games for free available on the game pass so we have something to talk about on the podcast and give you guys this quality entertainment gaming ethos say what up to the people what up everybody I did that shit <laughs> that's me <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, Before we get into the show, freebies for the month of June 2022 on PlayStation. You guys get God of War. That's God of War 2018. Uh, uh, Naruto to Baruto, Shinobi Strikers, and then Nickelodeon All-Star Brawls. Uh, And then on Xbox, you guys get Avon Colony, Project High Rise, Super Meat Bowl, and Meat Boy Bowl. Super Meat Boy, and then uh, Rascals, and then there's a bunch of other free games on PC. I was too lazy to look them up because whatever. Um delays releases uh updates uh call of duty modern warfare 2 uh they released a couple te- uh, teasers for that um it'll drop on october 28th so it has a fall release date um and then uh the worldwide review for the gameplay will be june 8th fun fact today in which we're recording is june 5th so we can't talk about the game because it hasn't released in, in, in which the time in which we're recording uh were any of these te- teasers doing anything for you guys um the trailer that um well a lot of people were speculating about like i don't don't know why they're speculating like uh the real life trailer that looked cool but a lot of people were talking about ghosts and they wanted his like original mask and and people were just debating about that stuff but uh i i mean the the trailer is the trailer like we we all want to see the actual gameplay so we're just waiting on that and and what they're going to show but it's call of duty i absolutely refuse to you know get sucked back into what could potentially be a decent call of duty so i'll just let everybody else play and if i get the game for free i'll try it out and when the beta comes out i'll try that out yeah during the teaser trailer for the one they revealed the release date like they're teasing the shipment map which is a classic modern warfare 2 map 
And like to me, it's just like I feel like it's confusing for people um, because it's like they say this is not a direct seek or a direct remake of the original Modern Warfare 2, but a sequel to the 2019 reboot of Modern Warfare. I think the marketing is but then you're showing old maps to bring in like that nostalgia. It's like, which one is it, bro? Like, why not just remake the game everybody knows and loves? Because that that other Modern Warfare from 2019 is dog shit and I don't have much faith in this game, like based off the previous one. Um, you got any feelings towards it, uh, Ethos? Uh, I guess I'm looking forward to it because every other FPS right now is mid. So yeah, I guess why not? Okay, but well, yeah, look out for that uh, October 28th when it drops. Gameplay will be revealed in three days, in which we're recording this. So it'll be interesting. Probably um, next podcast we'll talk about that as well as whatever was revealed during the Summer Games Fest because that's this week as well. So we got a lot of the, the gaming news is heating up. It's heating up. I think uh, it's about that time. It's E3. Uh, time content. Yeah, and then this article dropped on May 26th. So I don't know how viable it still is. But apparently God of War Ragnarok appears that it's still going to have a 22 release, 2022 release date. I don't know how much I believe this. Uh, I, I, we haven't seen any gameplay since that initial reveal, but this article is claiming and this is Forbes, too. It's not some random website. Uh, so, I mean, hopefully, because looking at the rest of the year after Starfield got delayed till 2023, like what else is coming out this year? I mean, yeah, 2023 seems like it's going to be the the big hitter year. Like, we're just kind of like whatever at this point with 2022. So I'm not really expecting too much out of the end of the year um, from any real big video game. But me, those have said on, uh, I think, like the previous couple podcasts that I still like, we just don't think that it's coming out 2022. So it's interesting that like um this came out and you know the like actual people that are working on the game said that you know they hope that it's still coming out 2022 so we'll see but i'm still on the side of doubt yeah i'm on the side of doubt too the only game that i can think of that i'm kind of sort of looking forward to was saints row and even still like i'm kind of on the fence on that is i think that's coming out in 2022 let me google that yeah it's coming out in august yeah that's the only thing i can think of that um that game they announced during the state of the play which we'll talk a little bit more later too that um that roller skating game something drone or whatever that game looked pretty cool it's coming out this summer but like no crazy crazy triple a releases we gonna see we gonna see um leading conversations let's bring it back let's dial it back to what i was talking about in the intro about free games available on the game pass um sniper elite 5 it's kind of dry right now not a lot to talk about but you know I'm, we're, we're trying to stay consistent with the podcast so uh, outside of the news i always like to try to find games for us to talk about uh be able to you know be tastemakers and lead the conversation you know i just gotta Tug, uh, tug teeth from people to get them to play these games because they don't really play any. Um, Sniper Elite 5 dropped since the last podcast. It's available on Game Pass. It's a new game. Well, that, that we got to shoot Nazis, basically. It's the, it, you slow down time whenever you snipe. This one is different, though, because they're touting that it took them like two years to design all the maps alone. Um, there's two 10 levels in the single player, uh, and each map is very big. Uh, I compare it almost to like Hitman, World War II Hitman. Uh, there's more verticality in it as well as there's a multiplayer component to it with a bunch of different game modes and co-op um, So how we how we feeling about sniper elite 5 Jay? I saw you streaming it the other day Yes, yes, yes before I get into what I think about the game I just want to announce to everyone that I finally got game pass <laughs> Just just for this game. Uh, I don't know if the deal went away, but they went back to the 
uh dollar deal so a dollar for it three months so i was like hey why not i'll just go ahead and get it so i have a game pass now i don't know if i'll be playing the other games unless like something pops up that tbh like wants to suggest to play so we'll see uh but anyways to sniper elite 5 um i don't care about the story at all it's pretty really you know, simple no <laughs> do you care about it that, i was gonna say that was like the one redeeming factor i guess like because i like cheesy stuff like that like just to like I, how far in the game did you get i ended up getting to like i would say like a third past the second level ah uh, okay that's why yeah that makes more Does sense it turn up yes yeah, so when i first started playing it i felt the same way that you did i was just sneaking around and i like shooting people in the face like for just to give context i actually uh i beat the game for everybody listening because i was in charge of reviewing it for g4 and um yeah it turns up like around like the the nazi castle level which is like the third or fourth level so like the, the story without spoiling too much is basically like the you know it's the big hypothetical what if the Nazis are working on some top secret weapon and we got to figure out where they're manufacturing it and shut down their factories and take out the the like it was, it was just a kind of a big what if power fantasy that really leans into the we were back to back World War champions. Um, but yeah, initially it does kind of start off kind of slow. It's just like, oh, you know, we're going to drop you off here. We need you to take out some some officials that that work that are that are part of the German army. But once you get into the whole conspiracy of the actual them developing a weapon uh, of mass destruction, that's when it gets a little bit more interesting. And it's like this can't be B movie. But go ahead. Finish what you're saying. OK, so all right, I will reserve my judgment on the story uh, so I could see you play a little bit further. But definitely the first level, I, I had little to no interest in it. Um, aesthetically, I think the game is cool. Uh, the first few times that, you know, it, it does the little slow-mo when you uh, snipe somebody. I think it's cool, but I think they give me quickly where it's off. And by like the fifth or sixth time I did it, I was like, whatever, like, I don't really care anymore. Um, I do like the fact, cause again, this is the very first sniper elite that I've ever played. So I didn't know that you had like other weapon that you could go in with. And you know, I'm terrible at stealth. So as I was playing it, uh, I definitely got caught uh, quite a few times, but I love how you, you know, can actually get different weapons other than a sniper and you just not forced to snipe the entire time. So that was cool. Um, definitely ran into a good number of glitches early. Uh, so that was fun. So for them taking two years to work on this game, it was definitely a lot of bugs, but they were more fun bugs. Uh, they weren't a uh, game breaking bug. So I'll give them that. I, you know, I had a good laugh at some of the things that I did see. Uh, the AI is definitely like Ubisoft AI. And for anybody who's played the Ubisoft game, you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, they can be either very smart or extremely dumb. Uh, I definitely had a, a good number of situations where I was hiding in the bush and literally nobody should know where I am. And AI literally just ran right over, like right to the bush. I'm like, how do you know that I'm right there? Um, and then other times, like I'm literally like on the side of somebody and they just have no peripheral vision. And I, you know, I just end up stabbing them. So, you know, you either get really good AI or really terrible AI. So it's it's kind of the same in this one. So like I said, I just had some good laughs playing that. So uh, overall, it's all right though. Like it's, it's not a, a bad game. Um, and and i you know i had some fun playing through it uh for like the first you know couple levels so i think that it's it's an okay play especially for there being nothing out right now so especially if you have game pass i would say and you have nothing else to try i would say at least try it out um i definitely had a couple people in my chat that actually were sniper elite fans and and they said that you know the series was actually pretty good so i will take their word for it with this one and i think sniper elite 5 is a decent play i would actually disagree with you on the whole it gets old with the sniping part that never got old to me like cracking the skulls especially when 
uh you were under like heavy attack and you needed to like hit your shots like sure sometimes i skipped it but i never got 100 like tired of it so like i personally enjoyed that graphic aspect of it also what's new in the game uh since you haven't played the previous ones um it's not just like slowdowns on like the sniper shots but there's slowdowns on the physicals as well as other attacks so like if you stab somebody sometimes you'll get special animations where the knife will go in and then you'll hit like the little brutality sort of like you know mortal Kombat. it'll give you like a special anime so that's new that um and then uh one thing i will agree with you on though is the ai is uh it's it's terrible like i actually no i disagree with you on that because you were like oh it's hit or miss now i'd actually argue it's worse than ubisoft it's it's terrible and that was my main critique of the game this is the probably the first game i've ever played where somehow it's easy and it's hard at the same fucking time i don't i it's hard to explain other than the ai is just overly aggressive uh to the point where it's like if they hear anything if one person hears anything next thing you know and these maps are huge by the way each level will take you like 30 minutes plus depending on if you run through the level because like each each map is really big and there's side objectives all throughout the map and the game encourages you to play any type of way that you want to the point where when you get to the end of each level a chart pops up and it tells you did you play assault or did you play stealthy did you play a little bit in between so it grades that but like the ai is just so bad to the point where it ruins the immersion because i was trying to play stealthy and like i'd fire like a silenced pistol and then one person would hear it uh, who was close by cool i should be able to take them out or and like I'm, i wouldn't even be mad if like i was in a church and then the whole church came after me but i'm talking about like the whole map comes after you at once and it becomes you become overpowered and like to some degree i understand why they did that it is like a stealth game but then it's like od it's like there's there's no alarms going off i took out the people who would do it's just too much and it's like how do they know exactly where you are like what you said but then on the on the flip side it's also easy because you could take advantage of how overly aggressive they are because there were plenty of times where it's like all right i try I, what i would do i try to do is i would try to play stealthy until i got caught and the next thing you know the whole map's after me and it because the whole map's after you it makes it hard to kind of reset the ai to where you can get back to being stealthy so what i would do is i would find a tight like little corridor and i would just funnel them I would just and they would all just run in one by one boom 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 next thing you know the whole map is cleared out i win uh and like for me like it ruins the immersion uh there were a couple times where i was able to get through all the way stealthy but it's like you make one mistake and i feel like you're penalized way too harshly and just out of curiosity when i was playing it i was like i want to see what's the difference so like I, I i started off on normal for like the first three levels and then i put it on easy and when i put it on easy there's no difference between the it's just the ai bro the only difference is you take less damage so i was like oh i was like i might as well just play it on normal like there's there's no reason to put it on easy there's no reason to put it on hard the difference is is just the, the damage you take but the ai is just aggressive across the board overly aggressive and to some degree i i get it because that's what like nazis are known for it's just like it's stupid it, it's so it ruined the game for me a little bit but i still had fun for what it was i i agree with you i i enjoy the fact that you can use other weapons for those unaware you get a pistol you get an smg you get you get three weapons um you get mines that you can plan on people uh to set his like booby traps and you can funnel them in or like blow them up and then there's like side missions all throughout each level uh that reward you with like new gear and experience and levels like and then more story lore as well um it's it's like i said it's world war ii hitman basically it's just not as polished uh so the game is about it's not that long it's 10 levels long and each level 
took me like 30 minutes to like an hour, depending on how much stealth I did. The game encourages you to basically find the best routes and the best way to play the game. So it's like Hitman in that sense, finding different ways to tackle the problems. Um, I did run into like bugs and glitches too. Uh, a lot of T-pose type stuff. Nothing game breaking, but just like goofy shit, like you said. Some sound glitches, some some clipping, some stuff like that, and just terrible AI. Uh, it's it's a B-tier game. It's not the worst thing that I ever played. It sounds like I'm ragging on it because I actually did still have fun with it. But it's definitely. Uh, I know on XPlay I gave it a three out of five. Like if if you could use like a ten scale, it's like a it's like a six. Uh, it's it's cool. If, if you got a Game Pass, I would say check it out. If you got the Game Pass, it's nothing that's going to blow you away, but there's some fun to be had there, especially because it's co-op. I didn't get to play co-op because uh, I had it early. Uh, and then the multiplayer, from my understanding, the multiplayer is fire according to Chaos, because if you like to troll, they do nothing but shit talk and drop lots of, uh, you know, lots of OG Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 type vibes in the servers. I didn't get to play it because the servers weren't online when I had it early. Uh, did you get to play Ethos? Yep, I played it. I've got to the war machine level, the one where you got to break into the factory and with the hydro weapon. Mm -hmm. So I got I got about halfway through the game. Um, uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty cool. I was surprised by how much content was in the game. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know Sniper had that much content. It has like a Dark Souls invasion system, which I actually kept on, and that was pretty cool. Like that actual dynamic of just running through the mission, and then it's kind of like Death Loop, like an enemy sniper enters into the game randomly, and now you got to worry about this real player like trying to snipe you. So it's actually like I actually enhanced the experience and made it where I had to be like really smart about how I snuck around the map, and like I did this cool thing where I knew he, this dude was hunting me, so. I laid a trap on a dead body and then I hid in a room and then he tried to breach the room to kill me. And when he did that, uh, the booby trap went off and killed him. So like that, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, multiplayer was uh, a lot of fun. Um, I was trying to stream it, but I was having some technical issues. But like for the most part, I thought, thought the multiplayer was pretty cool. I didn't get a chance to play the horde mode thing, but I'm assuming that's that's probably pretty fun too. Um, and the campaign, like you said, like I don't think the story is anything super deep, but you know, it, it gets the job, it's serviceable, it gets the job done. I do agree with uh, JG. I, I think like the AI is probably the worst part of the game. It's it's very noticeable. It definitely has that Bethesda like charm to it. Some of it where it's kind of funny, but then there's definitely parts where it's just like nothing like broke the experience like from a, like a I can't move forward, but mm -hmm. it did like break my immersion a couple of times where like yeah and and on top of that i agree with you too like they definitely have that classic pathfinding where it's like if you just hunker down in a location you just call the alarm every single person in like almost the entire map will like run through the same door over and over again and not even like think twice and just you can just keep headshotting them over and over again i think uh, i like the gun collection stuff though that was cool i think uh one thing that they don't advertise enough i mean i don't i don't feel like they advertise the game enough period because like it's i like i like that you uh because i've i've uh, I would, I'd say i'm a fan like i i enjoyed sniper elite two and three i played those ones and like yeah i played uh, those too it, it has like a niche audience uh and like i feel like they don't do a good job of promoting the game i think one of the one of its biggest strengths is it's very charming for like a game that's about shooting uh nazis in the face it's very charming i think its strongest point is when you don't get caught and you actually are able to do a stealth playthrough just listening right. to all the the german people like talk to each other and hearing their conversations or like i remember there was one mission where um you run into it and it's it's a, it's a side mission it's not part of the main thing but you you run into um some nazis in a castle who are running a um 
a spy ring. They're teaching uh, they're teaching up and coming spies. So then like are oh, you talking about the simulation room? Yeah, were... yeah. Where he was like he was like uh, he's like let me hear your American accent, and he's like I like a cheeseburger. Like like there's there's some funny shit in the game. Like it's very charming, surprisingly. It's pretty funny. But you got to look for that content and you have to take your time playing it. It can just be frustrating and you can miss a lot of that stuff because the AI is there's so a lot inconsistent. Of small stuff that you can find too in the world. I was surprised by the level design. Level design is actually really good, and there's like a lot of really cool stuff. I feel like you can like a lot of replayability. You can play it a couple times and find some new stuff on the map. Yeah, I, I believe them when they said they spent years on the maps because the maps are vast sense. and there's so much to yeah. do. I think where I would disagree with you, Jay Z, is like you could tell that's that's where they spent a lot of their time and they it, the game yeah, needed more polish. Yeah, it was the map yeah. design, but not the other stuff. Um, okay, I mean that's fair. Yeah, if it was the maps, but not necessarily like the gameplay or the AI like that. Yeah, that's fine. But you know, you know, you can't make a game that's perfect. So I understand. Yeah, but overall, I mean, it's cool. Like, if you got Game Pass, it's definitely a it's game. Definitely for on game to play. On game this play. is like the quintessential like Game Pass game. If you paying for it, like, bro, it's like it's not quite AAA, but it's not the worst thing I've ever played. It's fun. Um, it's, it, I would I would say it's like a twenty to thirty dollar game if you were to get it off Steam or something like that, catch it on sale. Uh, there's there's fun to be had here, and if you like stealth games and you like shooting Nazis in the face, because who doesn't? Uh, I definitely think you should check out Sniper Elite Five. I'm curious to see what this studio does. Uh, Cause like how many goddamn World War II snipers? This is the fifth one. When y'all gonna make something else? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Uh, we gonna see. We gonna see. I know you two didn't play Diablo Immortals because you guys don't play games. Uh, that's the new dungeon crawler from Activision Blizzard, available on PC and uh, mobile. They're really pushing the mobile thing. It actually got a lot of hate when they first announced it. I I didn't understand it because I personally thought that it was it made complete sense. It's not a game that requires a ton of like responsive controls. And also for anybody who plays mobile games, you know, there's a gazillion different Diablo knockoffs on iOS and Android. So from Activision Blizzard standpoint, they were probably looking at it like, well, might as well put it on the platform and so we can make some money off it. The same thing they did with Wild Rift. Like it just certain games work on phones. Um I literally just played it on stream and it's good. I like it. It's it's a it's a mobile version of Diablo. It's more fast paced. Uh, like I literally only played for an hour and I managed to get to like level 16, I think. And I had even said, I was like, I said to the chat, I was like, yo, am I leveling up like really fast? And like, there's a lot of people who've been playing it. People have been fucking with it. Uh, and people were like, yeah, you do level up fast in the game. I was like, okay. So I was like, it encourages you to try different builds out. Um, mechanically, it feels really good. Uh, just it's been catching a lot of heat with like microtransactions and stuff like that. I didn't really get to dig too much into it because I only played an hour. I can just tell you I like what it was and it was free to play and it's got cross progression between PC and mobile. Um, and ain't nobody forcing you to buy microtransactions. So if you absolutely need something to play and you want a dungeon crawler, I would say check out Diablo Immortals. I'm not mad at it. I think it's good. And the, I, I played on PC. Uh, the PC client it works good for the most part. It crashed on me once one time when I first booted it up. But after that, I didn't have any problems uh, and it runs smooth. It actually looks really good on PC, too. Uh, so, you know, free to play content. Check it out. Diablo or Modos. Um, do either one of you uh, are you any one of you interested in playing this game? Nope. <laughs> I haven't played Diablo since Diablo 2. So, like, I don't know, like I would probably get back into Diablo, but it wasn't on my radar. Mm. Yeah, it uh, it has online too. Like, um, so like people are running all around. You can party up with people very easily. Um, I've always been more of a Torchlight fan, man. But that last one, they dropped the ball on it. So I don't know. I, I it, it's actually a really fun game to stream. It's really chill. Kind of like turn your brain off and just kill shit and run co-op with some friends. Uh, I like it. I say check it out if 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 you have the time because it's free to play. What do you have to lose? Ain't nobody forcing you to buy anything. 
but yeah, let's get into this news. Let's talk about the big stories since the last podcast. So Sega, in collaboration with IGN, released 14 minutes of gameplay uh, back to back two days in a row. The first day, uh, they dropped seven minutes of gameplay, just kind of exploring the world, traversing, showing the speed or rather lack thereof. Uh, and some platforming. And then the second day, they dropped another seven minute trailer, or not trailer, but gameplay demo, basically showcasing the combat in Sonic Frontiers. And boy, oh boy, the internet had backlash, man. To the point where um, it, it, Sonic Frontiers was actually trending on Twitter. And the reason being is because people feel like the game is unpolished, it's not ready. Hashtag delay Sonic Frontiers was trending on Twitter because people were not happy with what they saw. Currently, the trailer, uh, it's, 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 it's getting a lot of hate in the comment section. Um, how are we feeling about this, Ethos? Sonic Frontiers gameplay. Uh, it looks like it's still in the oven, doesn't look finished. There's a lot of very like wonky stuff in the game. So, yeah, for me, I'm not... I mean, I'm not, I don't think it's like terrible, 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 like the worst shit I've ever seen in my life, but I, I get the complaints. It, it, they, a lot of it seems very valid. So what about you, Jay? I'm like still surprised that people are like super diehard Sonic fans, but I guess after the movie, the first movie and the whole uh, thing about ugly Sonic uh, and everybody going in on that game so much that, you know, they ended up changing the design of Sonic. I guess I should have known that they would uh, still be like this. Like, it's actually pretty ridiculous how many videos got made about it. Um, I saw the first video that IGN uh, posted and I was like, okay, like, all right, it, it, it like, sonic is not going as fast and i think one of the main complaints people had was just momentum like people just want sonic to just go fast like literally just sonic go fast and then nothing else so uh people were just like nitpicking everything like they were literally breaking down this trailer like so crazy i was just like wow um i, I didn't want to see anything um i didn't really see too much wrong with with the first trailer when he was you know with sonic was just traversing i'm like okay like it, it's definitely moments where you know they were they were going fast but i guess just not fast enough like people want sonic to go fast and continue to go fast and if there's any stoppage in uh then tra uh in the traversing then it's not going to be a good game for them so i think that was the main problem that people had with that and then we got to the combat and i will admit the combat part I was just like, yeah, like, cause I, I think definitely in the combat portions, there should be little to no slowdown. And I think like they were trying to make Sonic a little bit more technical when it came to the enemies that we saw there. So I can understand like why people were mad at that. And just overall, it just looked like what Ito said, like the game just isn't done. So I'm not gonna, you know, obviously um, have, you know, put full judgment on what we saw, but I, I can understand why, you know, the Sonic fans were upset, but it's just crazy, like, how mad they were. Like, I can understand to be mad, but they were super mad. Like, you get mad to the point where, you know, you're you're starting the campaign to delay the game. It's not even done yet. You're saying delay it even, even further? That's crazy. Well, we, we've always known Sonic fans are passionate. Uh, and look at it from, like, a Sonic fan point, uh, like a Sonic fan's point. Uh, the movie just came out. It did great. 
It feels like Sonic's really like in a good place. And then he had that surprise guest appearance in the Chippendale Rescue Rangers. People really loved that, even if it was like a comedic take on everything with the ugly Sonic. Like Sonic is in a good place when it comes to public perception, because we all know he wasn't when he was doing that werehog shit and whatever all the the mother damn trash ass games that he came out. He it was a dark age. Sonic Boom. That was a dark age. It was like a five back to back bad Sonic game. So it was like I think Sonic fans are looking at it like his public image has been restored. He's the champion. And then they dropped this gameplay and it kind of messed the momentum up. And I actually, uh, I disagree with you. Like, I completely understand. Not to the point where, like, I'm going to write dissertations and shit like that and, like, threaten developers because all that shit is corny. But, like, I understand why they're bad. They're mad because, like, I'm not the biggest Sonic fan. But from a mechanical standpoint, this game looks horrible right now. Uh, and it, here's why. So I, it's to the point where, like, people are like, yo, you should be a game developer. So the opening trailer, right? The game is called Sonic, and he's about it's about running fast. In the opening trailer, they start with this nigga climbing like a jungle gym or something like that. It's not that it was just slow. It was the fact that they showed platforming. Like, is this a Mario game? Like, there's platforming in Sonic, but it's like it's not to the level of like the precision with Mario. So like, they start off with him climbing some jungle gym, and then the platforming is slow. It's it's clunky. It's unresponsible. So that's strike number one. They could have shown that, but like, why did you open up with that? Strike number two, the when he was exploring the world. It's the fact that it was empty too, right? And then you would think that this open world would make Sonic faster because he has nothing holding him back, but then it's empty. There's gotta be like some NPCs that can give him missions or something like that. It needed to have something in the world for people to feel like it was alive. And then also the mission structure. What's the mission structure? This motherfucker is just grinding on whales and shit like that. I think would have been cool to show them, and I talked about it in my video, is um, it would have been cool to show them something like a mission where like he runs up to like, I don't know, cream or one of the other characters from sonic and she needs a mission like oh no my village is in trouble the water pipes busted right and be like i need you to fix them sonic so then you got to figure out how to fix the, the fucking water pipes right you could have this nigga the same shit they showed where he was grinding on the rail in the open world you could have had him run to the location and do some type of grinding puzzle where he knocks the 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 um the pipes in, in in place and it fixes the village like if you want to do this open you have to do things that complement his kit and make sense for an open world they didn't show any of that in the gameplay the combat looked boring as hell like he was just like running in circles and then going and i'm just like some of the little punching moves looked cool and like he was doing like the multi punches i thought that looked kind of cool um but then also when they slowed him down it didn't make sense like they had this motherfucker doing puzzles and shit like that I'm like what the hell is this shit bro it would have made more sense if they put tails in the game they should have put tails and knuckles in the game and the moments where there are puzzles let tails do them because he's the smart one of the bunch it's kind of like sonic um what's the sonic heroes, heroes. Yeah, yeah and then have knuckles do something for like his power or whatever just like i think these trailers would have really benefited from having a game developer break down what was the design choice behind everything that they were doing because what they were showing was very bleak and it didn't make sense in the context of sonic's kit and then on top of that there were no npcs there were barely any enemies the ones that they did showcase they had very similar attack patterns just wait for him to stand up then attack his legs like it just it didn't it looked like a tech demo that they had just started working on this year uh and like it looks like it needs a, a couple years in, in the oven i i wasn't impressed
Are you are you sure that you're not an, an undercover Sonic fan? <laughs> you, you definitely you definitely went you went deep into it. I, I for me, I don't feel like. Hey, but go back and think about what I said. Like, yeah, that kind of. And then on top of that, the shit just looks ashy. To be honest, like, like it's it's not very a vibrant open world. It's just like, why are we here? They could have briefly said they didn't have to spoil anything. I just I think a game like this. This is the first open world Sonic game. I think it needed some context to why he was doing what he was doing why it looked like what they did is like you guys remember um those level designers like in tony hawk pro skater yes that's what it looked like it looked like they just took a bunch of assets and threw it on the screen and said oh look open world sonic <laughs> well yeah I, I do agree with you on that on that portion maybe the way that they you know gave this exclusive to ign and like just had them show like just two different videos on it with no no develop uh developer commentary no nothing like just just the game uh i think that probably was not the best way to roll this out and honestly it just looks like a tech demo and it i mean we clearly wasn't ready like we know that this game is not ready um but we just don't know you know how far out that it's truly going to be um so maybe they do need to delay it or like you said like maybe just come back and explain what's going on why is sonic here what's going on why is this island or wherever the hell that he's at like why is it just so bleak with nobody there um yeah they they just need a better time to explain it and and this is why a lot of games just end up like if you're not truly ready to show it um and then you come out with something like this it it, it really just gives a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths and they're already like not on board um, and then if you end up showing something else, it's going to be extremely hard to get the people back on your side. Like they're like, OK, like, all right, we hear you. Now we're going to come out with with this and, you know, this new trailer, like six months down the line or a year down the line and actually explain what's going on. Like the people already shitted on it. So like for the for the average person, like if they saw a video back then and they were like, oh, man, this game is bad, then they're not going to even try to follow up and look at it. So I just hope that they can recover from this because I mean, obviously I, I want a good you know sonic adventure s type game and like you said the previous like five sonic games that came out we were pretty bad so we'll see what happens with this but i hope that that you know i hope that this isn't the end already for sonic frontiers yeah i seen the fan base were saying this looks like sonic 06 and i'm like that's not a good look bro you don't want your fans saying that especially because they're coming off of what was the that last sonic game was bad too what was the name of that the one where you could customize your character customize characters it doesn't help that the um sonic forces that one wasn't good i think the last sonic game i really enjoyed was um sonic generations did y'all play that one no no i think the last like sonic I, i'm yeah the last sonic adventure type game i played was probably sonic adventure 2 i don't think i played any other sonic game that was uh in the in the full 3d format after sonic adventure 2 i think I, I think it's salvageable though uh i think they should do exactly what they did with the sonic movie uh people forget you know ugly sonic they people complain <laughs> they disappeared for a year and they came back and it was like all right well, what do you guys think and then everybody loved it i think their best bet is they're gonna have to eat this l and just keep their head low and just revamp the game at, read the forums read twitter you look at the feedback people were providing um, and make the proper adjustments and then come back with something better. But like the worst thing they can do right now is show more of what they just showed us. If they continue to do that, I think that 
the court of public opinion is going to destroy this game before it even comes out. And you know, at this day and age, you got to come out correctly because there's so much media to consume between games, TV, music, movies. Something new is coming out every day. So competition is stiff. I think they should just disappear uh, and come back with a different trailer in like six months to a year, which I think. I agree. Mm, I appreciate it. We're going to have to get you to get some of that 35%. And let's talk about the state of the play ethos. Um, I got nothing to say. Oh, my fucking Lord. I got nothing, nothing good to at say. All. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I wasn't saying it was bad. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Okay. Me and Siggy had a whole conversation about this. Arguing with all right. We'll bring some of that conversation to the podcast. What did you and Siggy talk about? Toxic. So the thing that me and Siggy were focused on. Well, so me and Siggy had the same reaction. We were like, when it finished, we were like, wait, that's it? Like, not in a bad way. Because it was good stuff they showed. But... I don't know. I just, we were expecting, I guess, and this was the main point me and Siggy were talking, was like, it's the state of play. So usually you expect like Sony stuff, right? Like Sony games. But the funny part was 95% of everything they showed was multi-plat. Like only two games off that entire show were actually like exclusive to the PlayStation um, uh, 5. Uh, and the funny part was they even spent time saying a game, another another exclusive was going to PC. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's a new thing, but that effectively, me and Siggy were talking about that was effectively Sony saying they just don't have anything to show right now. They have no games. They have no nothing right now, like coming up very soon that they want to even showcase or even reveal to us yet. So okay, yeah, I can, I can understand that perspective. If you yeah. were just looking for it, because I was going to say, I thought it was pretty decent. If you were just yeah. looking Siggy, for mainly Siggy exclusives. Then yeah, I can understand that perspective. War, which I get. I totally understand how people were like, well, if you pay attention to the marketing, but there were totally people like myself and even Siggy who just like, look, I'm not like, I'm hardcore, but look, I'm busy. I ain't got time to be on Sony's Twitter being like, oh man, I better check the Twitter to figure out what Sony's going to post. Like, I just like, they said, okay, state of play is coming up. And I guess if you look closer, they said in some points that um, it would just be third party stuff. But, you know, I wasn't expecting it was going to be that like, third party ish where it was just straight up like vr stuff which was cool i mean you know i'm not that crazy about vr but i mean it was cool looking stuff um but uh, again like um i guess it's just very not even just the premise it's just the premise of them making this a third party thing in the middle of what's essentially e3 is kind of spooky too and kind of what jg was saying uh earlier about like god of war is coming this fall like this is like the hottest moment allegedly. right now to be dropping allegedly this is supposed to be the hottest moment that you should be dropping you know another trailer for god of war why sony decided no we're not gonna show anything for god of war it's like where what else in the year what other time in the year is gonna be good to showcase more god of war and like to get the marketing out there even further to hype people up for this and it, it the only thing we could think of was GamesCon, and that's like technically that's like in august september so like you're like hitting right into like where the release window is gonna be so i don't know it's kind of weird um and me and Siggy were talking about how it kind of reminds us like kind of a little bit like where starfield was at where you know the only reason they wouldn't be doing this showing a lot of footage of god of war right now ragnarok is that not that it's going to be a bad game it's probably gonna be a terrific game but simply they're probably unsure if it's going to launch this year and they don't want to waste money in marketing you know on potentially something that they're gonna have to like renege on or like change a bunch of marketing stuff around for so, or you just don't want to get people's hopes up. It's better to yeah, go quiet exactly. and then exactly. randomly announce a delay Hopefully, than yeah. constantly show your game and then delay it. That would exactly. piss people off. And then people, yeah, and then people really get mad at you. So that's what me and Siggy were busy talking about in a nutshell. True, true, true. What about you? Uh, well, first of all, let us let me talk about it a little bit. So during the Sony State of the Play, it was like 30 minutes or something like that. Uh, they revealed Resident Evil 4 Remake. I, mean, I feel like that was a no-brainer. We knew that was going to come at some point. Um, a bunch of VR titles. Um, 
The Walking Dead. I mean, Resident Evil 4 was one of them. Resident Evil Village. Um, no Man's Sky. Then they showed a little bit of that Horizon VR game, which doesn't look bad. Uh, it's just, you know, I'm, I don't know if I want to get a VR headset for one game. Uh, and then they announced the Spider-Man remaster coming to PC. They showed gameplay of Stray. It's a, it's a, it's a game where you play as a cat. It's an adventure game. Um, Callisto Protocol. Uh, which is the basically spiritual successor to Dead Space is actually made by the man who made the original Dead Space. Uh, roller Drome, which is a rollerblading game where you have guns and you have to kill people in style. You're like doing tricks and it has like a perfect dodge. It's like pretty cool. It's made by the same people who brought us uh, Ali Ali. This is their next big game. Uh, some random Eternal Nights, some anime game. I don't know. And then they showed Street Fighter Six, which had a hub world uh so some gameplay new outfits for characters or whatever um and final fantasy 16 uh but yeah jay how, how are you feeling about the state of the play yeah so i pretty much felt the same way that ziggy felt and uh and me chaos and ace also broke this down so check that out on the gi channel to video about it um so yeah i like once it ended i was like damn that's it like i, I know that it was 30 minutes but i was like wow that that kind of went by like super freaking fast um the vr stuff i could care less about but i understand they're trying to push the psvr too i don't think they're going to be successful with it but um whatever you know they they have to show some new games i wasn't expecting the horizon stuff. the horizon one looked okay but again i'm not getting the psvr just to play that i don't care about no man's sky uh they keep trying to push these walking dead games i don't know who's who's uh in charge of this but they need to stop with that nobody's playing any, uh any of these walking dead games uh resident evil village coming to vr i guess that's cool uh chaos wants the uh, the tall chick to step on him again so that's fine uh resident evil 4 we knew it was coming but i'm still upset that capcom keeps remaking or remastering these resident evil games i still need for them to work on some other uh ips that they have uh mainly only musha i want to keep pushing for that until i die um so that i was just like whatever like the the resident evil fans they get their fix but what about everybody else that's just looking for stuff like capcom needs to stop focusing on just a couple of titles and and work on some other things uh spider-man remastered that made me happy because you know the sony fanboys get a, a yet another game uh it took from them so so that's fun uh so I, i'm i'm all for all the all the first party or uh or exclusives coming to the pc so we got another one uh stray whatever got their freaking cat we showed that again uh Callisto protocol if you're into dead space uh that's that's cool but that game that game looks freaking ridiculous i don't play them type of games i don't like horror games so it, it is what it is uh eternites it's a, it's a freaking anime game mixed with a, a dating simulator like i'm not playing it uh at all so i wasn't i wasn't excited about that at all uh street fighter 6 uh new logo i it still don't look like a six and this hub world i'm uh it, it's weird <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to think about that uh but i mainly i want to see what street fighter like how the fgc is going to embrace that because that's the most important thing for me uh i just want to see what they're going to do with that uh but the most uh, exciting thing for me was definitely final fantasy like final fantasy 16 looks crazy it's like the freaking uh the battle of the summons like they even have a, a summon that's just called titan so that shit looks lit i'm i'm most excited about that but uh i think just overall like i was like wow like 30 minutes we didn't really see uh, anything that's worthwhile. And me and Chaos currently have a bet going on because Chaos believes that Jeff Keighley is going to get something exclusive, uh, a AAA exclusive at uh, at Summer Game Fest. 
I told him I don't think that Sony's going to show anything else. It, it makes no sense for them to start out the gate before, uh, you know, what was going to be E3 week. Uh, you know, have uh, a head start on Microsoft and Nintendo and everybody else and not show their banger AAA title, which in this case would have been God of War or, you know, some other news with God of War. I agree with what y'all are saying about it. Like, if it's just not ready, like, don't show anything instead of just show it and then uh, constantly delay it. But this still was their time to show this or something else that we haven't seen before. So I don't think that Jeff Keighley is going to get an exclusive AAA title for Sony. I don't think that they would just wait on that and just give that to him for some of the games fast. I, that just doesn't seem feasible. So I think they're going to wait until Gamescom, which is in August, or um, Tokyo Game Show, which a lot of people forget about, which is in September. So they would do something on either of those conferences. I don't think they're going to do it next week. So I don't know what, uh, what do you all think about that? Do you, do you think that there's a possibility that Sony would show a AAA title that they didn't show with the state of play next week or this week? I don't no, think that I would happen. Yeah, me and Ziggy had some people in the chat were trying to say, there's a master plan Sony's doing. There's a plan, there's a plan. I'm like, no, I don't think Sony has anything for the rest of this year. I think they're out of, they're, they just don't have anything. It's just that simple. They just don't have any games right now to show right now. Uh, in the future, but I don't think they have anything right now except for Ragnarok. That's the only thing they got left. I'm seeing a reoccurring theme here, and it's starting to make more sense why both of you, as well as Siggy and Chaos, were disappointed in this state of the play. It sounds to me like you guys had expectations. So uh i <laughs> i didn't have any expectations first of all the state of the play has never been has there been one like amazing state of the play because i can't think yeah. of one when they showed spider-man remember when spider-man wolverine they showed all those at the same time yeah that was heat that yeah, was a heat lost play. their minds yeah that was considered I, I argue that was one of the best ones they've had in years i don't remember losing it because it was mostly just cg it was cool they announced it but like it wasn't nothing that blew my mind and there was some other stuff too there was they showed ragnarok too that was when they showed Ragnarok. That was all in one show? Yeah, it was all yeah, in one man. show. I don't remember, bro. COVID. Oh, my banger. God. Yeah, yeah, it was last year. It was a banger. Okay, okay then I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll give you the benefit. That, that's one. That's still not a reason to have high expectations. Uh, I just didn't have expectations. As long as they showed me, like, one or two things I wanted to play, that's all I cared. No, you come on, bro. We we've done this for a long time. I don't have expectations for anything, bro. Wow, what a what a great look on life. <laughs> no, I don't I don't have I don't have expectations for anything, but I was still expecting at least one like banger triple A title. Um exclusive. Because what, what Ito said, no, now that I look at it, I'm like, wow, like they really didn't show any oh, anything, bro. These are all third party titles, bro. This shit is crazy, dude. Like these are all multi-plats. So that's that's insane, like when you really think about it. So yeah, I was expecting at least one exclusive AAA banger and they didn't give us anything. And like I said, by the time uh they got done with Final Fantasy, which again I'm hype about, but once I got done with that, I was like, damn, like shit, the 30 minutes really went by already. So so that's why I was more upset about. It. I thought they would at least uh, had uh, you know be like, okay, before we go, we have one more thing, and then showed us like some more footage of God of War. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah, yeah, I was just looking and for it, some cool games, and Callisto looked fucking fire. That shit is a day one cop to me. Uh, yeah, man, and good luck, man. I ain't playing it, but it looked good. But it just oh, get me wrong. Scary, get me wrong. <laughs> the the one exclusive that the PS5 does have, which is Final Fantasy 16, is gas because. That shit like look gas. Absolutely. Yeah, Roller drone look gas to me. Yeah. Um, that Horizon game, it looks cool, but like we still don't know the price point on the PSVR too. And I'm not gonna buy a VR for one game. I don't even play the damn. I have two VR headsets. I don't play either one. 
uh so and resident evil 4 the remake like it's cool but at the same time like it is my favorite resident evil but it is a a remake so it's like i kind of sort of know what i'm getting into i liked what they showed i didn't love it but like i also didn't have expectations so i was like eh, as long as they show me something cool that's all i care about and i definitely want to play callisto uh and street fighter was cool too i like i feel like we didn't talk about that a lot although that's a multi-plat um I just hope that it has online. Uh, da, da, da. I hope that it has rollback netcode. Uh, speaking of Street Fighter Six, a little bit, they uh, there was a leak for it where they showed the redesigns. This hasn't been confirmed, but there's an image going around showing the redesigns of all the characters. People think it's real because the Ryu one's correct, as well as the other ones they showed for uh, Chun Li and shit. Uh, and then they showed seven new characters. Um, is this doing anything for you, Jay? Uh, not really not for me personally like i'm just kind of out of fighting games period but like i said i'm still into the fgc so i want to see what they can do with this but uh apparently you know you noticed something about about uh black women representation huh oh yeah <laughs> kotaku put out an article so one of the new characters is an american character her name is kimberly uh and, and then a kotaku article they said kimberly is the first playable black woman in the game so the internet's like upset with kotaku because they were like what about alina and then what about minat they're both black and like at first i was confused too i'm like what the fuck is she talking about and then then i understood i think what they meant to say is like the first african-american like the first black american because like for those unaware like there is a cultural difference uh what's the name like jamaicans consider themselves like jamaicans or people from nigeria consider themselves nigerians so, like they don't consider black american culture is like a different thing so i think that's what they meant they meant a black american but they should have said that uh but even still i feel like that's not that wasn't like article worthy like putting that in there could have just said it's just a new girl in the game like i don't know um so yeah the internet was kind of upset with that we'll see how they play uh this game better have rollback netcode i don't care what nobody says it's world war street fighter 5 over here forever uh I'm, I'm, i've always been a street fighter fan and like i wanted to play that game more but i, I i'm never going to an fgc tournament uh i will never compete in anything i never will care that much i just want to be the toughest guy at the barbecue and in order for that to happen i need the internet to work because we don't go over each other's houses anymore i can't officially i can't efficiently beat nomad's ass uh oh, with man. with the game lagging all the goddamn time or i can't just enjoy the game for what it is hopping on running a few matches without the game lagging all the goddamn time and uh, i don't know if this is true or not but someone in my chat told me that apparently street fighter 5 did have rollback net code they just coded it all wrong so it came out terribly and i'm like bro that shit that guilty gear strive has I, that's what i need street fighter 6 to have that's one of the biggest proponents uh i think to help it grow outside of like the fgc and just like the more casual audience and then i'm also i am curious to see what they do with this hub world is it something you can explore is there going to be like a little side mode where you can have like some final fight type shit where it's like a sky scroller beat em up uh if it's just running around like uh nba uh the nba is the city nba 2k is the city that shit's whack keep it keep it i'd rather just have rather random matchmaking please do not make it like 2k city there has to actually be a reason for the hub world now i hope that there's there's a reason i don't know we'll see uh, it don't look like it but did you see um capcom actually release like um a, a couple of threads talking about like some of the moves that they had and i don't know if you remember street fighter 4 but they had you know the the fadc like the like you can cancel one attack and then go into another attack 
it looks mm -hmm. like they expanded that and gave you like at least five or six different options did you did you see that part nah i didn't see that this okay cool. well that's uh that's important because a lot of people did love street fighter 4 a lot because of uh the fadc mechanic but street fighter 5 you know turned it into v triggers and a lot of people did not like that they didn't like the crush counters uh that much yeah, ltg like the i hear him talk about it all the time he hates the v trigger exactly so, <laughs> so you know yeah shout, shout out to ltg but uh so yeah so that's why a lot of people like uh people who were super uh diehard street fighter fans they stopped playing it like they stopped competing in street fighter 5 period because they just didn't like the way that it played so um it gives me hope that street fighter 6 will bring some of those people back or restore the feeling but at the end of the day like you're correct uh, a lot of people just want like because especially with COVID, like it's extremely hard to uh to you know be able to travel to these tournaments or play people in person so uh so yeah they need to get this this rollback neko right and uh and not make it so damn laggy and i hope they don't have the same situation like they did with street fighter 5 with these whole characters uh things and making everybody dlc but it's capcom they're gonna milk the hell out of this so i don't think that there's any hope um if, if this is like the initial roster fine but we already know some of the other characters that you're all looking for they're going to re-release them in dlc so just don't be surprised i was i was actually i was somewhat impressed by the the, the street fighter 6 um trailer because like if you count there's seven new characters in the game and we also got to take into consideration all the classic characters that are coming back. Not only are they getting redesigns from an aesthetic uh, standpoint, but there's going to be redesigns in their kit because, I mean, it's a new game. That's usually how it goes. Um, so there's a, there's and then they have like the hub world or whatever. And then we don't know what other game modes are here. But based off that trailer we saw from the state of a play, I think from a packaging standpoint, there's enough new content. Be like, all right, this is definitely Street Fighter six. Uh, the main thing is that online. And I think they really had to nail this online for the simple fact that like, we don't know when this COVID stuff is going to end, man. Uh, people like to act like a pandemic doesn't exist, but I mean, you saw that the dude who was uh, RIP to dude, but the, the dude who ran the, the COVID mass security at PAX, he passed away because apparently like half the people that got it, uh, that went to PAX got COVID. Uh, there's other shit going on like DreamHack, looking TwitchCon coming on, people just walking around. I've seen some people I follow on uh, IG just walking around Disney no mask like nothing's going on people are still getting sick i know people that have been confirmed recently it ain't going nowhere uh so i think the online is i think online tournaments will become more prominent and in order for that to happen you got to have a strong net code so i really hope that they they keep they get it together with that uh because i do want to, i'm not it's not like i hate street fighter it's one of my favorite fighting games like i want to see it do well but you want to hear something funny though jay um so i was looking at the comment section on my street fighter 6 video that i i uploaded where i was breaking down the trailer from the state of the play and one of the top comments was um man i wish that somebody in gi was more in tune with the fgc so they could better break down what they're talking about um uh with, with these street fighter 6 trailers because he's like i feel like there's a lot of content here they're not breaking down uh kind of like the, the the smaller details of things and i was like that's funny because i was like isn't that what isn't that what i'd be telling nomad to do i was like that's crazy <laughs> i'm like we do have somebody i don't know i don't know what's going on i don't know especially now man all you gotta do is stream 
and talk about the trailer, man. That's easy content. I wasn't even mad at it. Night and just tell chaos about it, bro. I, I wasn't even mad at it. I completely agreed with the statement. Like, I can visually see things from a casual standpoint, but like the the minute details, yeah, you need somebody who's a little bit more experienced. I was like, I don't know. So, yeah. yeah, that's true. Like I said, I'm I'm halfway in. Like, and the only reason why I know about a lot of stuff is just because I watch a lot of FGC tournaments, but I don't play it, so I don't know. I don't know about the uh, frame data. I don't know about footsies. Like, I can't probably break that stuff down but uh, you know all i know is i better not see nobody wake up with a with a, with a dp that's all i'm saying whatever that means anyways i love it that's one of my favorite montages ever uh, i'm hoping you can carry this next conversation here um jay uh, you're the foosball guy here so madden recently announced that madden will now be returning to the cover of madden because recently Madden passed away. R.I.P. to Madden. So he's gonna be on the cover. <laughs> you sound like you getting Madden shit. But anyways, <laughs> uh, so yeah, Madden's back on the cover. Apparently, has been on the cover in a while because you know they'd be putting athletes on there. I don't know if that's gonna make the game better. Doubt it. And then they recently just announced a new gameplay trailer for the new Madden, where they're adding a new feature called Field Sense. Now, I watched the trailer about five times, and I'm not trying to be funny. I don't understand what's the significance of field sense. It's confusing because he was like, I guess certain players catch the ball better or certain players. I don't know. You, you the football dude. You telling me. What the fuck is this shit? All right. So, again, you know, I don't play bad. And so, uh, so I can't I can't probably, you know, break it down, uh, you know, in, in an intricate standpoint. But what I can tell you is, well, first of all, shout out uh, R.P. Madden uh you know he's one of the greatest and he hasn't been on the cover since 2000 so this definitely is a big deal they actually should have put him on the cover uh, uh you know a lot more times but you know i get it i understand uh but now that you know he passed away so you know now they gotta do a tribute to him so it is what it is there um field sense <laughs> i can't tell you exactly what the previous version was called but uh ea is notorious for calling a feature something else and it was something that was in the previous iteration like okay so i ago or two years ago or three years ago i used to play madden like crazy and i seen some people in the comment section say it. they were saying it sounds like qb vision for madden 05 and i fucking hated that game i really hope that's not what it is you know what <laughs> you might you might be bad i mean you'll play like because this. because brett Favre and and brady were the only viable quarterbacks in 05 because of that qv vision and like that was the vibe i was getting from the trailer but i don't know enough about football i was like i was like i don't know i don't understand these little intricate words i don't know yeah i don't know like i was i was seeing things like uh, again like you were mentioning like controlling like how you catch the ball or or where you want the ball to go so again that, that sounds more like the qb vision stuff so uh so we'll see like i said they're super notorious for repackaging old features and calling it something else so do not uh get hyped with the buzzword field uh field sense if you play madden and, and, and you still play madden then you already know the deal you already know the jig you're just waiting on somebody else to make a freaking uh football game at this point uh but this is unfortunately the only thing that you're going to get so you just kind of got to deal with it yeah, uh, you know the rules. I only play this game if I get it for free. Uh, and I hope there's a story mode in it so I can stream it and troll the Madden community. Um, you, you a Madden fan, uh, Ethos? What do you think? Yeah, I think I heard you crying about the the, the, the Detroit quarterback one time. I don't know his nope. name. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> 
Shout out to Super Bowl winning Matthew Stafford, baby. That's who it was. Yeah. That was, I, that's the only one I know. There's a little, little bit about Lions, you know, Megatron, Stanford, you know, Barry. You know, that was about it. I don't know where anything else will put aside that stuff. Can't wait till the summer. It'd be my favorite am, time I'm of the probably, year. I'm happy for J. I'm hoping happy for JG's team, bro. We gave him a dub. Wow. Uh, Sony announces Horizon series for Netflix as well as a God of War series is coming to Amazon and a Gran Turismo show. Lots of new gaming television. Horizon, God of War, Gran Turismo. Is any of that speaking to you? Gran Turismo. Hello. Is is this going to be like? Are they going to make it like uh like Phantom Furious? Like what is this? You, you know, it's funny. You're laughing at the shit, but like jokes aside, I feel like of these three shows, because it's coming to television and we know what type of budgets they be working with, Gran Turismo probably has the best chance to be a decent show. It could be some drag racing or some show about some up and coming driver or something like that with a decent storyline you take the gran turismo shit like people might watch that but like there is a lot of potential to fuck up god of war and horizon i know amazon got money netflix got money not like amazon money the key though is are they going to put it into it because i feel like those two deserve a movie that's a movie type budget Mm. um i mean yeah i i can agree with that uh you know that uh, theory there and god of war would be the biggest one that they could fuck up uh amazon got some money though so i i think that they they have the biggest potential to make it good um out of everybody else besides maybe disney but uh, you know disney can't get this up um so we'll see we'll see about that one i would be impressed though to see like with horizon who they're going to get to play aloy because one of the biggest things that people have been saying about aloy is like she's just way too like passive like doesn't care about anything or at least in the first game in this one you know in the second one you know she was a little bit more aggressive and assertive with you know the way that she talked to try to give orders but in the first one she was super freaking monotone and robotic so i <laughs> love to see who's going to uh to get cast as her and are they going to start from the beginning uh with this arise show because I, I would love to see someone try to like recreate like hey how aloy was in the in the first one so uh, uh no we'll she's see, but... she's not think about it now she's still she's a pretty blank character she's still like that in the sequel i think the biggest problem is she has no character development even though she's aggressive she doesn't develop as a person when i think about it she was very just like we got to go do the mission like there was nothing else to her when i think about it yeah and then, like i said i use that lightly like she was a little bit more assertive in the second one but in the first one absolutely not so like i said if they start with that one like i would love to see like how they're going to portray aloy uh in an actual series but like i said i can't i can't really shit on like um video games turning into a series versus a movie now just because like the budgets are so big now so um, like I said, you know, there's always the potential to mess these things up, but I think that, you know, it's it's been a very slow grind, but a lot of these video game shows uh, and or movies have been getting better. So we shall say I'm going to keep an open mind, but, you know, I wasn't looking for any of these, but obviously like with God of War, I think God of War would be the most exciting uh, for me to see like what they're going to do with that. My gut just tells me for some reason this Gran Turismo show is going to be the best of the three because nobody's expecting it. It's going to be some shit starring some Giga Chad, which, by the way, I forgot to put that in the notes. That's crazy. Y'all saw the new Pokemon trailer, right? Yes. Did you see it, Jay? Uh, no. Pull it up. The, 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 yeah, there's they showcase the new professors and like the professors is mad sexy. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> Professor Batty and Professor Giga Chad. <laughs> like that shit was trendy. That shit was funny. I'm gonna How y'all feel about that Pokemon? Well, go ahead. You all talk about it while I'm watching. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like that Gran Turismo show has the best chance to succeed. Um, God of War. I feel like if they're gonna do a show on it on Amazon, I feel like it's got to be based off of the new God of War. I don't know if there's enough there in the old ones for it, because like in the old ones, it was like he was just kind of angry. He was mad at the gods, and he just kind of went crazy and went on ramp. I mean, there's more there, but like that's the gist of it, to be honest. Uh, and the new one, at least he has a relationship with his son and, you know, he, he thinks about things he did in his past. Like, there's more there to grasp on as a character. So, like, I think that would be better. It would also prop up the new game and kind of they could, you know, coincide and promote one another. I don't know. What do you think, Ethos? Yeah. Um, I think it's cool. It looks cool. Um, I know a lot of people are disappointed with sword and shield so i'm kind of like you know it, it's just gonna be that but um seems like some arceus mechanics have transferred over to this new one but um uh, are you are you playing star wars no i was talking about fucking god of war and then you just started talking about pokemon I thought you were still talking about the Pokemon with the Giga Chad. No, nah, I was talking about God of War, but we can talk about Pokemon. It's okay. No, no, it's okay. No, we can talk about God of War. Go ahead. No, I was, I was just saying I thought it had the best chance. I'm mean, not the best chance, but I, I was saying I you thought. The TV show, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I said I thought okay, the. I don't know. I got confused because you went to Pokemon, and then I was confused. Yeah, no, yeah, because like I said, Giga Chad, and it made me think of like the handsome ass, oh, the handsome okay. ass professor okay. there. You, you, you deviate. Okay, I was yeah. confused. I was like, I thought we were still, still we were talking about Pokemon. Oh, you don't get out that fucking game. Uh, <laughs> no, you, you, you deviated from the name better. Whatever, Star Wars mods uh but god of war i was saying about god of war i think it'd be better for them to do something with the 2018 story because i think there's more meat on the bone to create a tv show around it because he had more character development versus the original games because he was just kind of an angry dude there was more there with like his wife and stuff but he's still just kind of like an angry dude fucking bitches and killing gods like what do you think uh yeah i would say you could do the 2018 because i if they tried to do a whole this is unique to the show and it's not canon you know they'll, have, they'll probably do a make a mistake and do another Halo, so yeah, probably best if they just copy 2018 formula since it's a really well written uh, video game. Now back to the Pokemon. Yeah, now what back. were you saying, Ethos? Uh, I was saying um, that uh, it looks pretty good, but I know a lot of people are very on the fence already off the bat just because of how Sword and Shield ended up being for a lot of people. They just didn't like it. But Arceus was really good to a lot of people. So now it's kind of this, a lot of people are split because now they're like, oh, but it's Arceus was good. But, you know, Sword and Shield wasn't that good to us. So I don't know. Pokemon fans are kind of, you know, stuck in the middle trying to figure out if they're going to like this game or not. Um, some Arceus mechanics have moved over, but still has some sort of shield mechanics as well. But the thing that I think a lot of people are disappointed about is they thought the battle system, they'd just copy Arceus is over. But it really looks like the only thing they've copied over is really like the um how the way you capture the pokemon but like it seems like the battle system has the, like you don't control the pokemon anymore like Arceus lets you so some people are a little i've noticed some people are disappointed by that so yeah we'll see though i think i've reached a point in my oh, life where i've fallen out of love with pokemon like i'm just like i don't blame you like i don't hate it but like i see the trailers i'm just like eh like it just whatever it's the same shit to me it took you this long because i've been fell out of love yeah. with it since, like uh, like ruby and sapphire like that was the last like two that i was just like all right like after this i was just done they just kind of left me still love the world still love the characters i just feel like they could do so much more with it and they just keep doing the same thing kind of like i mean that's listen, I, li I like the star wars everything that has nothing to do with the damn movies i like the shows the games 
but like the recent trilogy the prequels weren't that great outside of the third one like i like it seems like the the outside meat i wish pokemon would do something like that where like just find a different way to tell the story of pokemon if you're going to continue to do it what were you about to say after watching the trailer jay Oh, uh, why they get, they gave my man this mean like beer, bro? He, he look like he look like he an underwear model on IG or something. Handsome Squidward had us. Nah, yeah, that was the, that, I, I don't know whose idea was it to uh to give him this. Uh, he he got the uh, he he got the side fade. He got the man got the tip fade connected to the beard, like like one man got the razor. It's it's funny, bro. I see I see some tweet from some. You know the angry woke mob on fucking twitter talking about with these new professors they're trying to like turn kids and like turn them on or some shit like that i'm like all right bro like it's oh, funny yeah, no. but it's not that deep like <laughs> what the fuck yeah, are no, you if, talking yeah, if about you find yourself, yeah if you find yourself getting turned on by pokemon professors then uh, you got some other issues you need to take care of yourself they had a whole theory they were trying to turn out children i'm like let me go ahead and mute your account like bro it's not that damn deep like come on now. nintendo the, come on now it's it's nintendo and it, it's pokemon i highly doubt that they will be intentionally trying to turn your kids on <laughs> Like can we're in a day and age where you can't even just be attractive. Like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, for real. That's that's ridiculous. Uh but yeah, I, I don't care about Pokemon outside of that. I just love seeing uh Pokemon fans just uh cry because it's always something that they're gonna find wrong with every single Pokemon title that's coming out in the mainland Pokemon. But like I said, at, at least they're trying because you know, uh Ethos's great idea that he said years ago finally happened. <laughs> so with the with the uh Pokemon the MOBA Yeah, Pokemon Unite and uh we're still waiting on the full-on rpg like they they you know they're dipping their toes into it but it's not a full pokemon rpg yet so i feel like they just need to just keep expanding on the full pokemon rpg aspect Next and just pokemon. make it just make an mmo just make an mmo i want a from software pokemon game how is that gonna work oh this guy yeah i want a from software pokemon game that is the next one i want how's that gonna work explain it you know big mon like actually have the pokemon scale the size of how they actually are like in a 3d like world environment you know and you're walking around and kind of like arceus is kind of like you have to survive like pokemon will attack you and stuff like that but you also get your own pokemon that'll help you there's like a image i forgot what it was dan tweeted it to me there's like a concept artist who did like a concept of that idea and it was actually really sick like this dude was like in a skyscraper like city ruin and he was like running across the water whatever it is like this is what the concept shows but there's like a kyogre just like flying over this whole thing it was like really scary like, it was massive and there's like some others that i've seen like people like going into a cave and then there's this big onyx that like scares the crap out of you like there's actually some really surprisingly good horror aspects in, in pokemon work. that you could exploit I'm putting in the work that's the next thing i want i think so um the best looking pokemon game coming out um, it's called Power World, the one with the guns. <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> That's the best looking Pokemon game to me. That's yeah. crazy! It's still going. That's crazy. Hey, you can pre-order, you can add it to your wish list on Steam. Twenty twenty two release day. You know I'm streaming it. You know I did. That shit look like it's gonna be at least a meme for a week. If it, yeah. and, if it, and if it is good, that's even better. Um, what is good? Watch it actually be good. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it might actually low key be good. What is good is um, there's a chance. Well, Deus Ex is coming back. Uh, you want to talk about this one? What's, what, what's got you so excited here, Ethos? Oh man, I just saw this article that stated that um, the Embracer Group, which is the group that bought off the Western Studios that Square used to own, so that's like uh, Crystal Dynamics and um, what's the other one? Uh, Eidos uh, Montreal, uh, basically 
they uh, bought them out from Square, and now we got an update that um, uh, um, that the uh, Deus Ex IP might be coming back. But some people are saying it's out of context and that it's not going to. But I think it is. I, my feeling is I feel like Deus Ex is going to come back. Mm. So there's not. It's not confirmation that we know for a fact. Like the Deus Ex game is the next game that IOS is working on, but it seems like what's insinuated is that like the new owners of of the studios uh want to like tap into that that ip library that they just obtained and it seems like yeah that seems to run in line because now they have uh crystal dynamics working on another tomb raider game and it could be that they're gonna have um edios maybe work on another uh deus ex game like go back to the roots of like the stuff that people really love them for the franchise they really love them for and instead of what square made them do which is run off and do marvel games and you know all stuff even though you know guardians was really good because you know idios was, was you know in their bag but um at least crystal dynamics doesn't have to you know hopefully ever touch avengers again if this if this investor group does bring back deus ex which you know, i love mankind divided by the way but if they do yeah. bring it back i think they need to dial back the expectations because like and i could be wrong but i have a hard time believing that deus ex will ever just truly be like a mainstream game it's always kind of like it's like a niche hardcore kind of game unless they do some i don't know what they could do but like i i think if they dial back the expectations that would be better but and be prepared to potentially take a hit because i mean what else can they do to appeal to the mainstream i don't think it needs to appeal to the mainstream i say appeal to your hardcore fan base and then people will love it true they're gonna have to do advertising to get that then yes or just make a really damn good game i mean like elden ring wasn't <laughs> Eldering was not meant for a casualized mainstream audience, and look what happened. It worked. So, who True. knows? Do the same thing. Any any affinity towards uh, the series, uh, JD? Uh, I think that this potential uh, potential rumor could be true. Um, I mean, what would be the point of acquiring them, and you don't work on DSA? Like, I I a lot of times associate like idols with Deus Ex like when you mention it like that's the first uh franchise that comes to mind uh I'm not the big Deus Ex uh not the biggest Deus Ex fan but I think that like this should be a no-brainer like it's like they should start you know get idols to continue working on it and and start to come out with another one like I um a lot of times I used to associate Deus Ex with Mass Effect um obviously like Mass Effect is like way bigger in terms of like the the hardcore audience but um but it's still like in that in that kind of like either you really love Mass Effect or you're just kind of on the outside looking in. Like, why do people love this franchise so much? And I feel like that's what uh, Deus Ex is. So I, I tend to agree with Ethos. Like, if they're gonna make another one, like they don't need to appeal to the mainstream. Like, just keep making uh, the same type of game that got your hardcore audience in the first place. Uh, I I think Deus Ex would actually work better as a movie. As much as I love the games, like I could see this appealing to the whole Matrix cloud, uh, crowd or whatever. Uh, and just kind of the storyline and the characters. Like I think I think there's enough meat on the bone for it to be a movie. Um, but it could work as a Netflix series. Yeah, or a Netflix series. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Altered carb, uh, carbon. Yeah, Altered Carbon was good. I really liked yeah. it actually. Yeah. Same idea. Yeah, so it's like if they don't, you, you never know. Like they they have the IP. They could do anything with it. Um, so yeah, true. Who knows we'll see uh as far as um potential another tomb raider uh the new tomb, Ra tomb raider like franchise it's good but you know it's tomb raider uh i don't think uh I, I feel like it you know as older gamers we like it but like the younger gamers they didn't really grow up with lara croft so like it might not appeal to them the same 
and maybe that's why they've been struggling because it's almost like a new character to the newer generation i don't know uh but i'll play it if a new one comes out does it get me super excited not really um and the last story we got on the show notes is um a former xbox executive um what was his name something fries we're just gonna call him fries but he was a former xbox executive he recently did a interview uh with the xbox uh, expand about the xbox uh, expansion pass he was talking about game pass oh my god i'm tired i cannot talk today everybody hit the like button and rate the show five stars um but former xbox executive fries he uh he was asked about the future of uh microsoft and like game pass and all that stuff and he didn't talk really too much about the uh, the future of xbox but he was saying that he's scared about the impact that the game pass could have should it become you know a business model that everybody uses everybody adopts you see sony trying to do something similar um he also made broad claims about uh well, spotify doesn't matter um what do you think that he made because they didn't really go into detail in this argument what do you think he meant by like he's worried about the impact that it would have on the industry if the game pass became the norm um so i, I read this entire article he i think what he is really talking about is when he compared it to the music industry and like Spotify, when Spotify or streaming services period, because I don't want to start on Spotify, but you know they they're the biggest player when it comes to uh, music streaming at this point in time. But with music streaming services, um, he was mainly saying like when streaming became a thing, um, a lot of artists' revenue ended up declining because you know the the whole thing about like what does the stream cost versus buying an entire album like it's totally different so you literally get pennies to the dollar for every time that someone streams a song versus if someone is paying 10.99 to buy an entire album or 1.99 to buy a singular song so i think he's really worried about like from a revenue standpoint what will this turn into if you look five ten years down the line and everybody's putting their games on the subscription service and nobody's buying a singular video game for 60 70 even 80 dollars so that was really the main point that he was trying to get to um and i can kind of see where he's going but at the same time this is a different type of thing because again you're comparing someone who listens to an album maybe once and then throws it away versus someone who buys a $60 or $70 game and it has DLC, it has a lot of uh, replayability. It, this is a different ballpark that we're talking about. So I think that people still will pay $60, $70, especially the people who like love physical copies and they want to, you know, quote unquote, own their video game and they're going to play it for a very long time. I think the Game Pass just enhances um, at, at this point and, and other services like it, it just enhances the availability of games that someone wouldn't normally uh, even be looking at to play. Like if there's a slow time, like in the summer for video games, when there's just nothing coming out and you just see the game of Game Pass, you're like, hmm, like, all right, like I wouldn't think about playing that, but let me just try it out. And then maybe it's so good that they're like, hey, like I want to play some other, you know, previous game, uh, game title that isn't on Game Pass. 
Pass, like they will go and buy it. I think that's really the effect that Game Pass and other services like that have. And I think it's a different argument when you're trying to compare uh, the video game subscription services to music. But I do understand like his point. He doesn't want people to just totally abandon people paying $60 or $70 for a video game versus just paying, you know, however much a month and uh and just playing all the games on game pass and essentially i guess diluting the uh the total value of a video game when it comes out yeah i i i get with that that standpoint uh but i think for like hardcore gamers like yeah sure starfield is going to be on game pass day one but like because like just the gamer in me i'm gonna buy a copy of it i i don't care it's on game pass uh i mean i care to some degree but not it, it, there's gonna be overlap where like some people are gonna take advantage of that where they're gonna only try to get as many triple a's from the game pass as possible but i think most people will if they really like fuck with the culture like that they're gonna usually buy a copy the game pass to me is just for games like sniper elite be able to try stuff that i wouldn't that like i'm kind of interested in but i didn't want to pay 60 dollars for that's what I would go to, and and I would argue the Game Pass helps more those games more than it hurts. Um, so like I I wouldn't be too worried about that. And then also on the flip side of things, regardless, statistically speaking, most games are going to fail regardless. Games are becoming more expensive to make. There's more media to consume than ever, and there's only so much time people can give to something in a day. So from a number standpoint, most things are going to fail regardless, and that has nothing to do with the Game Pass. Um, I'd actually argue that it's doing more good than bad because it's giving like let's say like a game like Sniper I don't know what the, I don't know how the game pass works but I would imagine that like they that Microsoft is paying a fee to license it onto the game pass for like a certain number amount of time I would argue that lump sum of money that that studio is getting is more beneficial than trying to just rely on sales because a game like in my opinion a game like Sniper Elite 5 is probably dead in the water without game pass a game like um What's that shit called uh that recently came out the that bootleg ass rainbow six extraction that shit was dead in the water without game pass but like i would i would i would argue it 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 helps certain games more if the studio can, and i don't know i'm just assuming that's the business model if microsoft is paying a lump sum to license the game on their game pass because they already knew that they weren't going to get the sales like that it allows studios to uh dabble a little bit more and get a little bit more creative and try things out but like for certain games like a starfield or like a god of war or something like that, them motherfuckers are going to sell regardless because hardcore gamers are going to go get them so i think the game pass is more good than bad what about you ethos yeah i feel that that's real that's real talk yeah i agree i think uh i get what he's trying to say but i think the comparison is kind of bad because on top of that the barrier of entry to into the music side of stuff is relatively empty right like that's the whole idea the whole soundcloud rapping air right it was just like a bunch of people who just have a microphone that they could just buy you know the quality is different yeah yeah the quality is different but you don't get that with gaming like you do get a small sector of like let's say like there's a bunch of let's say like a shovelware people just focus home interactive right well worse than that but (laughs) like (laughs) but it's still like you still have to have a technical knowledge to do that and music as we clearly know you do not need such a technical (laughs) um background in order for you to pull off you know being able to put something online for the most part it's relatively been eased the the barrier of injury is way thinner than um to get into like the music side than it is to get into like uh game development because there's a lot of technical things you also gamers aren't as fickle i think as like music listeners especially with this microwave music uh era that we live in like an example is like literally like three four months ago in my chat you listen to yeet bro you listen to yeet 
I was like, who the fuck is Yeet, bro? This is how I know I'm getting old. So then I remember I, I was working out. I pulled it up. I'm like, yo, this nigga's just babbling and shit. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit, bro? I was like, I'm not listening yeah, to that. The beats are but cool. Provocative. But here's here's but here's the funny but here's the funny part though, right? Literally just the uh, other day I got recommended a video on YouTube from um a prominent like music um what's the word i'm like personality on youtube he gets he has a bunch of followers and shit and he was just talking about how yeet is falling off and his numbers are starting to go down like on spotify and it's like because that audience is so fickle like yeah y'all like that shit now but next year you're not gonna like it uh You'll be on to the it's, next it's not the same thing with gamers like hardcore gamers when they love something they're gonna fuck with it brother dedicated yep yeah, so I don't get. I, I don't think. I don't think the game pass is a bad sign. I, I think it's good because it makes a barrier of entry for people who uh, can't afford sixty dollar games every every single like three sixty dollar games to come out all in one month, which happens every single year. There's usually a month where it's just overkill of the amount of games that drop that are sixty dollars. I think the game pass like makes that barrier of entry way easier, and it allows people who can't afford that to still like play all these like the latest and greatest games that come out and not have to wait six you know months later in order for to get the game on sale like that whole uh, what used to be like remember reviews right reviews used to be so important because you'd have to rely on the reviewer to decide if i was going to spend 60 or if he recommended hey just wait for a sale that used to be what it used to be about reviewing right wait for a sale but now it's really become like hey if this is on the game pass then like you know that shifts you know a lot of people's opinion where it's like all right well this game you know obviously is like it's not reviewing wise it doesn't seem like it's going to be the greatest game they've ever played or not amazing doesn't seem like it's a bad game but i still want to try it out you know, because the Game Pass, like Sniper Elite's a good example of that, right? Like, I'm still just going to give it a shot because I have the capabilities of doing it so without really hurting my pocket. So. Also, we don't have any data on the numbers because who's to say that Game Pass isn't increasing the sales of, like, certain games, right? Because, like I said, going back to how hardcore and dedicated gamers are, I know one issue that's big in gaming is gaming preservation. Um, like, an example is, like, we did a video on G4 about the Obi-Wan game because, like, the show is coming out. There's a, There was an, an exclusive on Xbox where you got to play right. as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, unless you have that copy of Xbox, uh, you can't play it unless you know how to download emulators or something like that, because uh, it's not available like digitally, I don't think, like on the Xbox store or whatever. Um, so who's to say that like the Game Pass, let's say somebody downloads Sniper Elite 5 and they just fucking love that game way more than we did. Who's to say that he doesn't go buy a hard copy just so that one day if he ever wants to play it again, he can have it like in his collection. Like we don't have data on that stuff. Uh, and, and like I said, comparing the music audience to the gaming audience is it's it's completely different. Also, we know that gaming has surpassed music and movies as the most viable form of media in terms of like people spending. So gamers are more inclined to spend money. Like we don't have enough data, I don't think to really, I don't know if this is like the best comparison, but I get where he's going. I I, I understand what Jay was saying too. I get where he's going. No, there's an option for it. Yeah, and like y'all, you know, both of you touched on it already, but like it's way harder to, um, to uh basically bootleg a video game compared to music like music was just so easy to just rip in and leave but it, yeah you got you got to go through some hoops like if you're trying to if you're trying to bootleg these games and, and play them on stuff so uh especially Let's like consider lot, uh, playthroughs uh <laughs> stealing i guess yeah i remember they you know, made that argument a long time ago about it would kill their sales because people would just watch the videos of the live playthrough and not play it themselves i i remember when i was playing planet side 2 heavy when i first got into pc gaming it was free to play and i ended up i looked up and i had like 50 hours on the game and i legitimately just felt bad i was like man these motherfuckers got like families to feed and shit i was like you know what let me buy the battle pass or whatever yeah let me throw some money yeah. who's to say people aren't doing the same um with like these game pass games where like you know what god damn 
I beat this game like three times. Maybe I should just buy a hard copy to like support the developers. Who's to say they're not doing it? Also, keep in mind, uh, games get cycled on the Game Pass. They're not there forever. Um, so let's say Sniper Elite 5 is here this year. Next year, it might not be on the Game Pass. Uh, and if somebody really likes the game, who's to say they're not going to go out and buy it? Uh, yeah. But we don't yeah. have the data to suggest whether or not they're doing that. So I was like, it's kind of hard. To, I think the next 10 years we'll have more data to figure out whether or not if Microsoft ever released that type of stuff. But I think that's an interesting conversation. That that narrative also, the, the narrative that I think that this type of article, people who don't read it, I think a lot of them try to run with it who are like against the Game Pass and try to say, I know a lot of Sony people try to make this argument and say it devalues the games and we on PlayStation love to pay our $70 to buy these games. These guys are really good games. And I totally get that. But I think the thing that a lot of things like it's been proven, <clears throat> there's been like some outside examples, like, for example, uh, Outriders. <laughs> I just made a joke. Uh, Outriders is like an outlier where it's like they because the game hasn't been profitable. Like they said, they still haven't gotten like barely any royalties from Square, presumably because it was on Game Pass. So a majority of people who played it, played it on Game Pass, didn't really jive with it. So they were like, I'm not going to pay for this game. So, you know, they played on Game Pass like, as a trial and they did it. But I think the main thing that a lot of people are trying to avoid talking about or pointing out is that like Phil Spencer says, and there's been a bunch of developers who've backed this up and said that like the Game Pass was such an amazing deal for not only big like AAA, but specifically smaller ones like the AA space and the and indies too, because they said Microsoft a lot of times would offer to just pay up front their development costs for the game. So even if they put it on Game Pass and people don't buy the game, they knew at least they were breaking even, like a guarantee. And that's what you were talking about with TBH, which is so important is that the gaming industry is such a kill industry where it's like you get one shot and when this thing comes out if your thing flops like and you don't make money off of it this it could dead your whole studio like look at lawbreakers like it could dead your whole studio but if you and like just financially it's so hard to get like financial stability especially for studios and that's why like studios just close all of a sudden but think of it like this if you had an opportunity this is why a lot of people used epic game store and did the exclusive deal if epic came to you or microsoft and said hey how much money have you spent on this game well i mean we've already spent let's say five hundred thousand dollars developing this game right now so we're five hundred thousand the whole that we need to make back selling the game and plus we have to make a profit and microsoft's like hey check it out you put us exclusively on our pass for a year and i would just give you five hundred thousand dollars right now which like well yeah okay who in their right mind would not take that deal it's like yeah mm -hmm. oh take that in a heartbeat because now i have the financial security to know it doesn't even matter if our game dies or people don't play the game or don't care about it because i know at least I still will get the money back that we invested to put into the game. And, you know, if people love it and it gets out there to a bigger audience of people, you know, people are going to give our game a shot, a try because it's like, hey, the, it's on the Game Pass. Try it on the Game Pass. And more people are going to be willing to give the game a try than, you know, trying to sell it for like 30, 40, 50 dollars and people being very, you know, because there, there are definitely, don't get me wrong, there are definitely people who are not sheepish about buying games but there are a lot of people that i like at least in my experience i know a lot of people who are very sheepish about buying a game day one like they just don't they just like ah no nah, i wait for a sale mm -hmm. or this game doesn't feel good enough to me but when you have a game pass that argument goes out of the window it's like all right yeah i'll do it yeah so. um i want to wrap this conversation up by saying that i am not going to allow you to spread false information like you just did there ethos what did i wait what did i spread that was false Lawbreakers did not kill Cliffy B Studio. It was that five month passion project Radical Heights. No, never. No, no, no. Effectively was running out of money. So they tried to do a, you know, grab money fast scheme. Fuck that game. Like, I just wanted to say that. <laughs>
There's actually yeah, fans of it that want it back. That's the crazy part. There's ashy ass game, bro. That was the original Sonic oh, Frontiers. That shit was ashy. Uh, no. Uh, oh my god, the mumble ghost. Yeah. Whoa, what? Oh. Somebody's mic just went, oh. <laughs> oh, well, I'll be. Discord spaz. I'm recording. Yeah, I don't know. Um, no, about Radical Heights. There's actually still fans of that. There's actually fans of Lawbreakers. In retrospect, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel bad for Lawbreakers a lot. It was a good game. Cause I don't think it was a bad game. Now I look back on it and I'm like, I think about the mechanics and stuff. It was just a very difficult game, but I think it was a good game. And I think I'm not gonna lie. If I was, I know somewhere Cliffy probably just sat there when all the blizzard shit was hitting the fan just sitting there like, damn, I really died. My game died because of this, because of like of the Overwatch comparison and stuff like that. And then Overwatch ended up, you know, basically shooting itself in the foot. It's like, damn. It wasn't just like, Overwatch. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I agree. It was a good game. And I always advocated for Lawbreakers. It was just that it was hard. It was more akin to like Unreal Tournament. Yeah. It was a twitchy streeter. The problem was Cliffy B was a jackass. And he kept not, not only it was getting compared to Overwatch, but then he was like shitting on people who enjoyed games yes. like that. Cause he was like, yes. oh, our game takes skill to play. Like, bro, if you want people to play it, just be nice. Hey, don't get me wrong. I completely agree with you. I think that like half of the reason why Lawbreakers flopped was because of Cliffy himself. I think Cliffy is a, a really smart dude. Um, would love to ever have a, like a conversation or talk with him or something like that about just his stuff because like the shit he did with Unreal, uh, you know, the Unreal games and stuff like that, and and how he was like a rock star at Epic. You know, dude has multitude of of, of stories. I'm positive about it. But yeah, I, I think yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it was just one of those things that just ate at him about was was the Blizzard thing. And I think I agree with you, especially after like all the interviews. I think, you know, his interviews did not do the game any favor. It actually was a detriment to the game. But I think on top of that, it, it, it I feel like it was it was like a give and take. Right. It was like I don't think Cliffy just out of the gate was just like, I'm just going to compare this to Overwatch. I think it was when the game got revealed. A lot of people were just immediately comparing it to Overwatch. And then he had to immediately, you know, that was what he had to try to push. The, that's where the conversation. That's where the game got landed. And then he had to just he tried to do his best to do. But I just think he worded editing poorly but no, i agree with you i i, I don't, don't disagree with your assessment at all i was in the cues a, a victim of the era to like when did that come out came out yeah, 20 dinosaur came out 2017 yeah he was still kind of I, I still feel like we we're like in the early stages of the internet like in 2022 even though it doesn't seem like that was that long ago but in 2022 i do feel like there's enough data to know that like how you should conduct yourself online i feel like 2017 there were still remnants of motherfuckers talking wild uh, on the internet because I remember he got roasted too for when he was uh, talking about like Rihanna and saying that like oh she's not what is she saying she's saying Babel in her song and then people were like he's oh, speaking patois that. like yeah. it's an actual language like what are you talking yeah, about dude that was bad yeah it was that and then I remember he also got a lot of shit because back when he was like doing Gears and Gears 2 he always would shit on the PC originally and say that and then it didn't help on top of that that he then was like making fun of Xbox um fanboys or xbox because he didn't let lawbreakers go to xbox he had to deal with sony but that was kind of sad too because yeah, like those the are the people yeah. that were like yeah that was like, like those are your that's your fan base like that those are people that rode with you like when you did gears and stuff like okay that was that's your that's your your homies and you just shot them in the foot i, was, I, like, I know what i was trying to articulate i think we've i think game companies have gotten better in the last five years at trying to create a community around their yeah. game like as before it was still kind of that era just like release a game and like whatever yep. but like every game now has like a yeah every game has a discord now that was exactly what i was about to say every game has a discord now like every game has a community manager and you usually know who that if you're in that community you know that community on twitter like that was like even though it wasn't that long ago like it, it's wild to like think about like it wasn't really like that back then so it was like this the idea of the internet i think uh it was still kind of like fresh with, with the gaming community and shit and 
don't know, just a victim of the era. Bad, bad press, and yeah, the game was hard. It's crazy. It's crazy. The game came out August eighth, two thousand seventeen. That's crazy. That's my birthday. Yeah. No wonder I like the game. That's crazy. That's my birthday for those unaware. So be ready <laughs> to drop some gifts. Um, any lawbreaker takes before we wrap this one up, Jay? No, I mean I like Lawbreakers. I was so sad that it that it died, but you know it was it was too much of a dude bro uh, type of type of uh, hero shooter. And like I said, it just I, I think it was just it was more of a victim of bad timing because if there was no such thing as, as Overwatch, I think it would have uh, been a little bit more successful. But like you all said, like Cliffy B and and its comments kind of you know made it worse and ultimately led to its demise. Yeah, you you did play a lot of Lawbreakers back then. That was back when you were younger and you actually played games. That's crazy. When I had time and not a family, <laughs> you yeah. know, we did a lot of growing since, you, since 2017. You so. got kids now? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy that's crazy though that's crazy that you can document your gaming career but like it's almost like a a uh, bc and then uh after game or whatever it's like yeah after i had a kid that's, this is my gaming career you'll beat yakuza one day i have faith um what's your closing statement for <laughs> what's your closing statement for game of illuminati episode 128 jago Yes, sir. I appreciate you all for listening to another podcast. I told you all we are super consistent. We're giving you quality content bi-weekly. We are staying to our uh, our true selves, never deviating from it. We're getting a lot more eyes on us. So like I said, please, 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 for everyone who continues to listen to us and support Game Illuminati, just share the content and, uh, you know, tell a friend, tell a friend word of mouth still works too. Like, hey, man, you heard about Game Illuminati? Like, they're, they're really giving us stuff. Like, if you don't know what new games are coming out or the hot topics in gaming, like, just give them a listen. Like, that still works, so... Just make sure that you all share the content if you really mess with us. And uh, like I said, we got some more things that are coming in the near future. So appreciate y'all. Uh, I saw you tweet about that, like having more eyes on us. I must be out the loop because I, I don't know what the hell you talking about. You're going to have to tell me off the damn recording. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't have a conversation uh, with y'all. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Ethos. Yeah. Yeah, let's wrap this one up. Ethos, uh, <laughs> what's your closing statement for 128? Go. Oh, I was gonna say that other topic that JG wanted to talk about. Oh, I was gonna save it. Just, just save it. I'll share yeah, this. Okay, that'll be later. Uh, so yeah, thanks everybody for watching. I don't know when this video goes up, but if it's later or if it's before that, whatever it is. Um, Sam Razor will be at the OTK Festival and will be at the Black Voices of Gaming and will be at the IGN Gamespot Gorilla Collective thingamabob and all their stuff. Basically, if you're watching any of those, what are the dates for those? oh man it's just this whole week just just you're gonna see us this whole week we're, we're gonna be um the otk things on wednesday so i'd be there it'll be up before wednesday. 2 p.m yeah okay so if it's before that yeah wednesday 2 p.m eastern standard time if you're curious about samurai zero we have a bunch of brand new stuff that's gonna be coming out i'll be getting interviewed by asmongold um and a bunch of cool stuff on top of that so if you're interested in just supporting or if you're curious to see more about my game uh, you can check it out there. We have like a bunch of cool stuff that we've been working on behind the scenes. Um, there's a lot of other stuff that currently I'm uh, under contract. I can't speak about right now, but there's a lot of moves happening right now. There's a lot of uh, really awesome stuff and uh, good vibes going on this month. So make sure you keep your uh, keep a lookout. Follow me on Twitter and follow Samurai Zero at Play Samurai Zero on Twitter uh, to keep up to date. That's it. Yes, sir. Um, and my closing statement for episode 128 is Radical Heights sucks, but this podcast doesn't. So make sure to hit the like button if you're watching the YouTube version at youtube.com slash GI updates. If you're on the audio version, whether it's Apple or Spotify, 
rate it five stars you guys have been killing it rating the show five stars on the audio version man like you said we're getting new we're getting some eyes on us eyes that i didn't even know about that's crazy and that's all because you guys are hitting that five star rating on apple and spotify so until next time we appreciate you guys listening to the show and we'll see you on the next episode of the gaming illuminati podcast peace